climb on the couch and talk to themselves instead. The Capua stared at him and said nothing. Where? Peroni continued. Found him beached on Tiber Island. That's a very public place to kill yourself, Peroni replied. Bang in the centre of Rome. I've never known a suicide there in thirty years. He probably went in elsewhere, de Capua said with a shrug of his spotless white jacket. Rivers flow, remember? Time of death? Peroni asked. He's dried out nicely now. Shame it's shrunk his suit. That won't do for the funeral. I don't know. I just walked through the door, like you. The cop glanced at the second corpse. And this one? De Capua picked up his notes. Ion Diniku, twenty-two years old. Some small-time Roma crook the garbage disposal people came across in Testaccio. Small-time Roma crook, Peroni repeated. It sounds so judgmental. He lived in that dump of a camp on the way to Ciampino, along with a couple of thousand other gypsies. We got him straight away from the fingerprints. Oh, yes, Peroni said, smiling. We printed them all, didn't we? Man, woman, and child, guilty of nothing, except being Roma. I'm not getting into an argument about politics, de Capua told him. Fingerprinting innocent people, taking their mugshots. That's politics? Peroni wondered. Don't you have work to do? I knew his name already, Peroni went on, ignoring the question. Got here before you, looked at the records downstairs. The kid never went inside. Couple of fines for lifting bags from tourists on the buses. Got repatriated to Romania when we were bussing people there. Came back, of course. They never take the hint, do they? Maybe he should have done, the pathologist suggested. The cop went to the other end of the body and leaned over Diniku's bloodied, bruised features. What killed him? he asked. And when? De Capua sighed. You've worked here a million years, Peroni. You know what a man looks like when he's been beaten up. When did it happen? I apologize. The battery died on my crystal ball. Come back later when I've got a new one. Some big tough guy who liked to use his fists, the cop said. He pointed at the corpse of Spallone. The other guy's got a messy head, too. De Capua folded his arms. Not unusual with river deaths. Could have hit the stonework falling in. Got washed around by the swell. When we've done the autopsy, then I'll tell you. Peroni leaned over the dead psychiatrist and said, Nah, if you hit stonework, you get grazed. The Roma kid could have gone that way. He's cut. Spalloni here. He looked more closely. A bell was ringing, but too faintly. He's bruised, swollen, no blood. Blunt force trauma, de Capua said. That tells me a lot. The pathologist folded his arms and looked a little cross. Why should I tell you anything? You're not dealing with either of these guys. Not as far as I know. Inspector Vieri's been round seeing Spalloni's widow. He sent some wet-behind-the-ear agente to wake up the little hood's camp at seven. 
No one talking, of course. If it wasn't for the prints and photos, we couldn't even ID him. Agente said even his own father wouldn't help. Chances are it's a gang rivalry thing, and some other Romanian hood will wind up dead a couple of days down the line. Dead quack gets an inspector and a full team. Dead immigrant gets a visit from an infant. The Roma mourn their dead, Silvio, just like we do. Also, you're forgetting the deal. The deal? You don't do cop work, and we don't dissect your corpses. Di Capua was starting to get mad. Yeah, well, one drowned doctor, one beat-up street kid, and you hanging round here as if you care. Don't you have work to do? There's always work if you look for it, Peroni answered. Right now, I'm... He searched for the right word.